Welcome to the Daily Doc Podcast. I'm Dr. Stephen Tillum. I want to help you by teaching you simple daily habits with large benefits, educate you about chronic medical conditions without heavy, meaningless medical language, and help you to get the most out of your every encounter with your primary care physician. The Daily Doc Podcast, making you healthier and wealthier day by day and helping you to dodge the hospital. Let's get started. Good morning or good evening and welcome back to the Daily Doc Podcast, your daily dose of common sense medical advice and guideline-driven information, triple distilled for your enjoyment. As always, I'm Dr. Stephen Tillum. Let's talk about a complicated and unfortunately widely spread medical issue, addiction. In America, there's been a recent shift in the medical community regarding our understanding and management of this terrible burden. As a physician, I learned a lot about the way our brain functions, how we build habitual patterns that can be hijacked by either substances, think drugs, or experiences like high-risk base jumping. So let's talk about addiction and addiction medicine. This represents a growing field of research, and its management includes a tremendous amount of psychosocial tools and an ever-increasing number of medicines. I'll be approaching this topic in a non-judgmental way, hoping to provide information and clarify what resources are available for some of the most common addictions. And tonight, I'll focus on tobacco. This topic is so wide and so varied that each particular addiction probably needs its own episode. Chief among my biggest targets to talk about are tobacco and alcohol. So let's start with tobacco. Additionally, I want to share some of my thoughts and a resource I have really enjoyed about the processes behind habits and the key to the development of positive ones. According to the CDC, 12.5% of Americans smoke tobacco in one form or another. That's nearly 31 million people. I got fascinated by this topic, and I looked up worldwide data according to the World Health Organization as of 2020. Approximately 22.3% of the Earth's total living population smokes tobacco products. For further clarification, this can be broken down to an astonishing 36.7% of men on the face of planet Earth and only 7% of women worldwide. This leads me to ask a simple question. Why is tobacco so addictive? In order to understand this, we have to learn about the basics of addiction and how it plays into our brain. The brain is an ancient machine. There is an incredible interplay of chemical and electric signals in our brain that eventually result in thought, action, and habit development. Interestingly enough, the brain is the only organ that named itself, and unfortunately, we still have extremely poor insight into the true secrets of the mind. In medicine, we have uncovered many significant elements of the chemical communication system used in the day-to-day -day functioning of the brain. These are called neurotransmitters. Neuro is a prefix you may hear a lot, implying a relationship to the nervous system or the brain. Of those neurotransmitters, we have found that three have major roles in the development of addiction. 
I plan to focus on just one, dopamine. This neurotransmitter has a number of critical roles in the brain. If you were to Google it, you may find a relationship between this neurotransmitter and Parkinson's disease, for example. For this discussion, we can look at dopamine's role in the reward system of the brain. Using extremely powerful brain scans like functional MRIs, scientists and physicians have located the reward system in the brain to a particular region called the nucleus accumbens. Nucleus is how scientists describe particular localized areas, collections of cells, that they can group into functional units. And I'll be honest, I don't remember what accumbens means. That wasn't really part of my medical education. But this part of the brain evolved through history to provide rewards in the form of bursts of dopamine to incentivize or encourage particular activities. An ancient human who finds a field of blueberries and eats a huge amount of them gets an enormous burst of dopamine in their brain to encourage them to continue looking for more food. In addition, they also generate a new memory, quote-unquote, colored in positive feelings. This way, that ancient human can remember the location and the joy that came with the discovery of that field. So how does this relate to tobacco? Tobacco, when burned, releases nicotine. Nicotine is the active addictive compound in tobacco. Nicotine produces a burst of dopamine in the reward centers of the brain when it is absorbed into the blood and circulates to that location. There's an extra twist to the addictive nation, uh, no, uh, nature of cigarettes, however. Vaporized nicotine is extremely easy to absorb by the body. When a cigarette is lit and breathed in, it takes approximately 8 seconds from the moment that smoke is inhaled for the nicotine to reach the brain. This rapid reward builds an extremely firm bond between the action of smoking and the sensation of happiness and success. Honestly, if every time I touched an apple, I felt full, relaxed, and mellow in under 10 seconds, it might be pretty hard to put down the apples. And unfortunately, unlike apples, tobacco smoke carries an incredible number of terrible health consequences. Permanent lung damage in the form of emphysema, increased risk of tongue, throat, mouth, and lung cancers, and also, least of all, a financially burdensome access issue. So how can medicine address tobacco addiction? What resources are available for people who wish to quit? Well, there's an enormous body of research about the tools currently in use for patients interested in quitting tobacco. You are probably familiar with a number of the alternatives. Some of these products even have commercials on television. So let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, we can discuss, compare, and evaluate the relative strengths of these tools. Maybe with knowledge and desire, people interested in breaking the addiction cycle can do so. Did you know direct-to-consumer medication commercials are a uniquely American development? America is the only country in the world where drug companies are allowed to directly talk about their products to consumers and encourage individuals to, quote, ask their doctor 
end quote, about the newest, biggest, and brightest product from Big Pharma. It's no surprise that Americans spend approximately $511 billion on prescription drugs. Welcome back to our topic of the night, addiction medicine. Let's discuss the tools available to physicians and patients in the battle against addiction in general and tobacco in particular. While researching for this podcast, I discovered a paper called A Comparative Study on Tobacco Cessation Methods, a Quantitative Systematic Review. This paper is a meta-analysis, a unique kind of research, which reviews thousands of other studies and condenses their findings into useful, practice-changing guidance for physicians. Research like this allows for thousands of patient experiences to be examined and the results made available to help doctors guide therapy. In this incredible paper, 17 unique tools used by physicians around the world were evaluated and their impact on patients compared. This list is exhaustive. Everything from the highest-end medications to quitting cold turkey, which was described as willpower quitting. If you listen to the podcast, you know I enjoy learning for learning's sake, but I won't waste your time. Let's talk about the number one most effective method to help people quit smoking, as described in over 400 published and peer-reviewed papers. It was reported as effective in 376 of those papers. That's nearly a 90% success rate during evaluation. The winner, by a landslide, was nicotine replacement therapy with either patches or pills. In addition to varincyclin, a compound known in America as Chantix or Champix, which unfortunately is currently not on the market, and Bupropion, which in America is called Wellbutrin. This is an antidepressant medication that shows some benefit in helping people to quit. Finally, the last element of this treatment was self-help materials, also known as patient education. Smoking is a burdensome habit that has hijacked some of the most ancient parts of your brain. Help your physician help you take it back. Request evaluation for this level of management and see what resources are available to you. I eventually will talk in detail about the function of these medications during my tobacco podcast. That was just a small preview. Addiction medicine is a robust study of the ins and outs of substance use and the adaptive strategies used by the body to tolerate and eventually develop dependence to them. Illicit drugs work on the body in similar ways with even worse systemic results. I strongly encourage people to reduce and eventually quit their illicit drugs or street drugs. The lifespan benefits alone are tremendous. Of course, I'll talk more about these drugs in a different episode. Thank you for listening to this particularly science-heavy episode of the Daily Doc Podcast. I hope you learned something interesting that will allow you to approach tobacco dependence or addiction in general well-armed and highly educated. Other addictions have similar levels of research, including alcohol, and I can't wait to talk to you about those too. There are additional topics that I have mentioned here that I will talk about in future episodes, as I previously mentioned, so look forward to those as well.
I want to share an important thought with you at the end of each episode. You are an educated and newly informed consumer of healthcare. You are becoming an organized complainer, which will allow you to maximize your value in your primary care physician visits. This podcast is not intended to replace or challenge the efforts of your primary care physician. I want you to use all of your knowledge to squeeze all of the value you can from that critical relationship. All medical decisions should be discussed with your PCP, and I even encourage them to listen to the podcast. Remember, that physician has committed their life and efforts to preventing patients from needing the hospital in the future. They are a trusted resource, and I couldn't be more thankful to my amazing colleagues. This podcast was brought to you through the power of Anchor Podcast app, empowering everyone to share their knowledge through podcasting. Please find more episodes of Daily Doc Podcast on all major listening apps, including Apple, Overcasts, and of course, Spotify. Please like and rate the show.